2: Welcome to My Seven Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Chai Kumara.
3: What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My Seven Chakras, the show where we provide you ancient wisdom, inspiring stories and action steps that will help you transform your life so if you are new to our show then I want to give you a warm warm welcome because I just know I just know that you are here because of divine timing now before we begin today's episode I've got a quick announcement if you are fascinated by the chakras and wanna start working on your own energy centers then I've got a quick video training session that will teach you how to activate your subtle energy energies and start sensing your seven chakras this is something that you're really gonna enjoy and it's a video that you can watch on your mobile phone or your laptop the link you need is my forward slash chakra seven seven is a digit my forward slash chakra seven all right so let's bring on our special guest for today dr alberto viodo so dr alberto are you ready to inspire
2: Thank you. It's good to be with you. But let me ask you, is that a yes or no question? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I am always ready, but inspiration is not something that I can offer anyone. Inspiration is something that we have to discover ourselves. Otherwise, we go around relying on other people to inspire us. Yeah. And We are going to ultimately be disappointed because you're the only one who can truly Ultimately, inspire yourself. And remember that the world the word inspire comes from mm. breathing in.
1: Yeah.
2: Inspire, expire. is when you exhale, is when you die. Yes. Yeah. So keep inspiring yourself by all means, and I'll do my best to entertain you for the next hour. And maybe a little bit about the chakras. Oh, absolutely. So we started this
3: show on a great note. Inspire means to in the spire, So make sure you take in that breath and draw from that energy that resides within you to take action in your life. Now, Action Tribe medical anthropologist Alberto Viedo has studied the shamanic healing practices of the Amazon and Andes for more than 25 years. He is the founder of Four Winds Society, which trains modern shamans in the practice of energy medicine. He directs the Center for Energy Medicine in Chile, where he investigates and practices the neuroscience of enlightenment. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss his latest book, Grow A new body which offers shamanic practices along with cutting edge science, detox strategies and power plant foods that can switch on every cell's ability to regenerate and repair. So Action Tribe, you might want to listen to today's episode till the very end and here's why. We're going to talk about the Amazon rainforest, human longevity, the luminous energy field, how to experience true oneness, the power of fasting and meeting the Jaguar. So as you can see, we've got an action packed session in store for you. So make sure that you listen till the very end, because I promise you that you will have some key takeaways that will change your life. So if you're ready, let's get started. So Dr. Alberto, we always begin with an inspirational quote. So what is that one inspirational quote that you always live by and how has it impacted your life?
2: Well, again, going back to inspiration, which is the breath, it's the, what I wake up to every morning. I do a practice, a morning practice, which is a breathing practice. And the practice is, I am my breath. And the inhale, I go, I am. On the exhale, my breath. I am my breath. And this is an ancient shamanic practice, so that when you take your last breath at the very end of your life, You're not going to be going, I am my body, I am my bank account, I am my job, I am my family, I am my name. No, you can go, I am my breath, and follow that breath out into the Amazon rainforest, into the mountains, into the glacial regions of the world, and into infinity. This is my practice. Because otherwise I wake up in the morning and I go, I am my to-do list <laughs> and I am my emails that I haven't responded to, and I am this problem that's going on right now. with none of those things. So if we can cultivate that identification which that with that part of you that is transcendent, that will continue beyond this moment, then that can be tremendously liberating. And this is what the shamans Uh, in the Americas have always practiced. I I asked an old medicine woman one time, what's the object of all of this shamanic teaching? So complicated. She Mm. said it's simple. The object of it is to learn how to get out of this life alive. Mm. This has become my daily practice. And I wanna invite those of you who want a simple practice. There's so many complicated practices a simple practice that you already do anyway, which is that you breathe Mm -hmm. is to do it. I am in the inhale, my breath on the exhale.
3: So the action tribe, I hope you are listening right now and taking notes and realizing that you are not your bank account. You are not your money. You are not your house or whatever positions that you have. You are your breath. So Alberto, what inspired you to write your book? Grow a new body.
2: Grow a new body is the title of my most recent book. And the fact is that we're growing a new body every seven years. There's nobody in the planet that's older than seven years old. Mm-hmm. Every seven years we grow a completely new body. Most of it very rapidly, like your whole mucosa and the lining of your gut and of your lungs, you change it every three days. Your skin cells every six or seven days. But I actually had to grow a new body because I, as a medical anthropologist, had spent time in Africa and in Indonesia and in the Brazilian Amazon, the Peruvian Amazon, and picked up a bunch of parasites and viruses so much that my liver was shot. Mm -hmm. The Amazon is a very clean, very beautiful place. But the last outpost of Western civilization, that last... Port village of the white man is so filthy because you know humans are the only creature that foul their own nest. So, that last outpost, there's so much sickness. Once you get into the jungle, it's clear, it's clean, it's beautiful. I have picked up parasites and viruses, I had holes in my heart and parasites in my brain. And my doctor said, You should be dead. So, he said, Go get on a liver transplant list. And I know maybe I could get a you know, I could get a new liver if I was lucky, and maybe I could get a new heart, but where was I going to find a good brain? Now they're hard to come by these days. So I had to grow a new body, and I had to use the shamanic wisdom, because shamans know how to do this, to not only grow a body that you're gonna grow a new one anyway in seven years. It can be a slightly more wrinkled, older less healthy body, or you can go grow a vibrant, vital body that will take you with you that you can take with you until your later years. So this is what that book is about. How do you grow a new body? How do you protect your brain from Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's? Because you know the statistics, right? You know that if you live to be 80 years old, Mm -hmm. you have a 50% risk of having diagnosable Alzheimer's. Diagnosable, not just forgetting where your keys are. It's forgetting your children's names. Mm -hmm. So this is what we can prevent, but we cannot treat. There's no cure for Alzheimer's or for Parkinson's or for dementias, but we know how to prevent it and Grow New Body is about that. How do you prevent disease, prevent the cancers, the heart disease and the dementias that don't exist in the Amazon? They don't exist in, pre, uh, in traditional societies around the world. You go to the Himalaya, you go to the jungles in Indonesia, they don't have cancer, they don't have heart disease, they don't have dementia. Mm-hmm. For us, these are the big killers. And it's our diet, our lifestyle, our disconnection from nature, got it, got it, got it. Thanks a lot for sharing.
3: And of course, the statistics that you're sharing and the information that you're sharing is a huge promise. And I'm sure many of our listeners, their ears are perked, and they want to hear more about what you have, to sh- uh, what you have to share. Now, let's take a few steps back now, if you will, you're a medical anthropologist by background, right? So what made you sort of embark on this path of spirituality and shamanism? What got you started in the first place?
2: Well, a couple of things. One is that as a medical anthropologist, I was studying the different cultures, indigenous cultures in the Americas. Okay. And these cultures are steeped in spirituality. Mm -hmm. So you cannot study only how they design Machu Picchu and the architecture and the water systems and the social. You have everything is spiritual. Everything is about the connection to the divine. Every step you take is a prayer. In Machu Picchu, you have 521 stones that are lined up perfectly with the sunrise on June 21st. So you don't need to have 500 stones to tell you where the east is. It's just that every building you dedicate to the rising sun and to the rising of the light. So that eventually, if you study another culture other than the Western one, you will become steeped in the spiritual traditions of that not religion religion is different hmm. Religion is what happens when cities become large enough that you need means of that you need the Ten Commandments, so people don 't kill each other and rob and steal and take each other 's wives and husbands,
3: yeah. <laughs> Got it, got it. So thanks a lot for sharing. You mentioned that no matter what these ancient cultures would do, they would include that sense of divinity, that spirituality in their practice, which made all the difference. And you mentioned that you've been to various places, Indonesia, including the Amazon rainforest. So what took you on that adventure to the Amazon rainforest? How did you end up there? And what's that story like?
2: Well, I started out in a laboratory at San Francisco State University in a brain okay. laboratory. In fact, I was directing a lab and my the only free space that we had in the biology department was in the brain section where they kept all the brains. Okay. So I had brains all around me in jars and formaldehyde, really horrible smelling stuff. Sheep brains and human brains and cow brains and lizard brains, hundreds of them. So if I ever needed a second opinion about anything, I just had to reach out and grab one of these flasks. And But we were studying at that point how the brain could create health. Can we create psychosomatic health? Mm-hmm. We knew that we could create psychosomatic disease, but we did not know if we could create psychosomatic health. In fact, every time you get stressed out or you get angry or you get upset or you're judgmental, About yourself or about someone else, you're creating psychosomatic disease. You're instructing your body to get sick. Mm -hmm. Because that's what anger does. What anger does is that it says to the cells in your body, I'm not happy. You shouldn't be happy either. Don't get along with your neighbor. And then you get cancer. Mm -hmm. So, because cancer are cells that don't get along with their neighbors, cancer are cells that want to live forever and they don't want to die. And, but what they have done is that they have broken the prime biological imperative, which is that every cell in the body looks out for the whole body first and then for their well being. And the cancer cells are angry. They're saying, hey, the hell with you guys. I'm going to look after myself only. I'm going to live forever. You go ahead and die. And it kills the, the organism, of course. So we knew we could create psychosomatic disease. Mm-hmm. And we were interested in studying if we could create psychosomatic health. And one day I realized I was looking out at the wrong end of the microscope. We were looking at Mm -hmm. the brain and staining it and slicing it and dicing it. So I closed the lab and I went to the Amazon to work with people that did not have technology, that did not have MRI, that did not have brain scanning machines. All they had was the power of the mind and of the Mm -hmm. spirit to create health or create disease so that they could harm. They understood that the same techniques that you use to heal someone, the same techniques could be used to kill someone. So it was not the technique. It was the intention of the healer. It was how pure their intention was, how loving and how human being they have become. And then wherever they went, they would create healing. But if you learned just a bunch of healing techniques and you were jealous and angry and resentful, you were going to create harm. It was fascinating to learn how indigenous people approached, um, approached healing from this perspective. You can create health simply by quieting the mind and creating beauty inside yourself and around you. And it's not using this particular skill to balance the chakras, that too, that helps. You need the technical. But if you don't have the personal, the technical Mm -hmm. is only gonna support the quality of human being that you are.
3: Mm -hmm. So thanks a lot for sharing that story. You mentioned that you had that epiphany uh, that it might not just be about the brain, but it's more than that, it's about our mind and as well as our intention, right? So you write about the luminous energy field in your book. So what exactly is that? The LEF.
2: The LEF, the luminous energy field, is the field. So I want to show you something here. Sure. This is a little, this is a little adapter piece, but it's a magnet, so it's magnetic, mm-hmm. and a magnet has a field, a magnetic field. Mm-hmm. Now, 100 years ago, physicists were debating whether an electron was a particle or if it was a field, a wave. Is it a particle? Is it a wave? They shot it at a target. It would go through a single target. If they shot it at three targets, it would go through all three of them at the same time like an ocean wave. Right. They discovered that the photon was both a field and a particle. And then Heisenberg came along and said, hey, you're going to find that photon wherever you look for it. So it was the experimenter effect that suddenly you had the observer playing a part. Wherever you look for that electron, the field would collapse into a particle. Now, we also have a field, an energy field, and we have a particle state. This is our particle state, but we have an energy field that surrounds the body, and like the field of a magnet, it extends into infinity. Mm-hmm. It becomes weaker and weaker. And when we leave our particle state behind, when we leave our body, we're going to be only in the field. So if you and I, for example, wanted to sit on the same chair, mm-hmm. one of us would not get to sit down, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a you know I'd, be, you'd, I'd have to sit on your lap or the other way around. Yeah. Because two particles cannot occupy the same space. But two fields can. You can have 10 magnets, and 10 magnets will have energy fields, and they don't disturb each other. They occupy the same space. So we're the same way. Our field is interconnected with everyone else's. Okay. With everything in the planet, with the bees and with the the condors and the eagles and the whales and the trees and the plants and it's informed and exchanges information with every living being around us and the closer we are to that person the more intense the field gets the farther you are the weaker the field becomes so the field Gosh. is not simply energy it's information it's an information field it mm-hmm. has about how you will heal, how you will grow old, how you will get sick, how you may die. And the information that the field comes with is the information you inherited from your parents. So if your Mm -hmm. parents died from heart disease or from cancer, that's in the field. That's included in the field. And the field organizes the body the same way that and a magnet will organize iron filings on a piece of glass along the fields of the magnet. So we are, in our Western medicine, we go around changing the pieces of iron filings, but we don't work with the field. Mm. So if you can clear the information inside the luminous energy field, if you can upgrade the quality of the information, you can avoid the cancers and the heart diseases, and that's all encoded in the field because it runs in your family. If you don't upgrade the field, you you go back to the default program, which is the one that, where you live the life of your mother or your father. I had a friend of mine, a woman friend of mine, say to me recently, Alberto, I, I looked at myself in the mirror this morning and I realized I had become my mother. Mm-hmm. Or I'd never would become like her. Well, of course, this is what we become when we don't do our spiritual work, which is about upgrading the information in the field. It's not about chanting Aum. Right. This You've got to look at it from information systems perspective. So if you look at information theory, if you upgrade the information in a system, the system becomes healthier, becomes wiser. If you downgrade the quality of the information, which is what we get from watching television, the system becomes stupid. Mm and it becomes violent and it becomes aggressive and you have sexism and you have racism and discrimination. But if you educate, if you upgrade the information in your luminous energy field, you can create lifelong health.
3: Action Tribe, did you know that for thousands of years, Buddhist monks have been using a certain type of mushroom called lion's mane? along with meditation for greater focus and calm. And what if you could, in the same way, awaken your mind and support your well-being every morning by just sipping on some nice hot coffee? Wouldn't that be amazing? Four Sigmatic is a superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks for greater energy, focus, and longevity. And I discovered this amazing drink at an energy healing workshop during lunch. I discovered the coffee I got intrigued, I tried it out, and I've been hooked ever since. In the morning, I just add some honey, some cream, and a little coconut oil to my hot cup of mushroom coffee, and I just sit in silence. It's amazing. Now, this coffee contains dual-extracted chaga mushrooms that support your daily immune function. It also has wild rhodiola root that helps reduce stress, and because it's made from 100% organic Arabica coffee beans, it tastes just like coffee. So why not try this out, right? Because they've extended a really special offer for you. Receive 15% of your Four Sigmatic purchase. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash ActionTribe or use discount code ActionTribe at checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash A-C-T-I-O-N-T-R-I-B-E or use discount code ActionTribe at checkout. Again, for Sigmatic.com forward slash action tribe or use discount code action tribe at checkout. Got it. Well, thanks a lot for explaining that. And I love your analogy. You mentioned that two particles might not be able to occupy the same space, but two fields, they definitely can occupy the same space. And oftentimes, our field contains a lot of information passed down through generations. And what you wrote in your book really caught my attention because you said that. When there is no imprint for disease in the luminous energy field, recovery from illness happens quickly. By the same token, imprints for disease can depress the immune system and prolong recovery time during an illness. So firstly, what are these
2: imprints and how do they influence our health? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Many years ago, I I had my research funded by a foundation. Okay. And they called me up and they said, Alberto, I was a graduate student. They said, we need an anthropologist to go to Haiti to help us finish a study on voodoo. Hmm. And I go, voodoo? I don't know anything about voodoo. You know, my expertise is the Amazon. Yeah. And they say, we know, we know that. In fact, we're looking at your grant proposal right now. And I said, okay, when do you need me in Haiti? (laughs) So I was there a week later because one of their anthropologists had gotten sick and they were studying voodoo. And I got to meet and hate and voodoo is an extraordinary healing tradition. Really? But it can be used to heal or to harm. Mm -hmm. And that's because the French who brought the slaves to Haiti were the were so harsh, they were so brutal, that the average lifespan of the Haitian slave was two years. The Mm -hmm. African in Haiti only lived for two years. In the US, they lived for 28 years in Brazil for 35. That's why in Brazil, they're so integrated into the community. So I asked the old man, how do you hurt someone? Because you can use it to hurt people. Mm -hmm. You you know, if you want to hurt somebody, if I want to hurt somebody, I'll say something nasty to them. (laughs) Or if I'm, you know, if I'm really feeling violent, I'll go hit them in the head. But that's so they said that that's so crude the way you hurt someone is you track in their field and they would take you know they would get their rattle, and they would call that person's spirit and they would track in their energy field and they would look at the imprints in the field and we go ah there's an imprint in the field for breast condition mm-hmm. because it runs in the mother's side of the family the imprint is there but it's not active Let's put a little energy into it and activate it. And two weeks later, that person would get breast cancer. (sighs) Or the same with a heart condition. It was latent. It would be like having a software program in your desktop that you're not using. Then you double click on it. It takes over your screen. Yeah. The same with the imprints. You double click on them. And stress can do that or an accident or a divorce you can double-click on one of your imprints and suddenly it begins to download this information into the field. And so I was so surprised when I heard that. I said, ah, this is the same technique people use to heal, but in reverse. Because when you heal, you want to clear the imprint, take the energy out, deactivate it so that there's a little vague memory there of the cancer that runs in your family but it's never going to be active mm-hmm. so you got, got it. to think in terms of information information that's stored in the field and if you can upgrade the quality you go from illness to health got it got it so thank you
3: so much for breaking it down like this for me i mean i never knew that There are two sides to voodoo and that it can be so powerful. And the fact that you broke down the process for us is really, uh, really amazing. So thanks a lot for sharing that. Now, you mentioned this a while back. In fact, a few minutes back, you said you can't experience oneness just by chanting Om or praying. You can do this with the help of neuro nutrients. That's what you've written, right? So what are you referring to here? And how does that nutrient help with
2: experiencing oneness? Okay, so first, I think it's important that we differentiate between religion and spirituality. Mm -hmm. So religion is a social force. It's very powerful. You know, I was raised in a very religious family, also have great respect for all the world's religions. But religion basically provides an answer to the very big questions. So you don't have to ask them yourself. Yeah. And the very big questions are three. Who am I? Where do I come from? And where am I going? So religion tells you who you are. You're basically a son of God or a child of God, a daughter of God. You come from dust, if you happen to be from one of the three religions of Abraham. You come from dust, and to dust you shall return. You come from spirit. And where am I going? Well, you're going into, into, into a heavenly realm, depending on your... So it answers these questions. Mm-hmm. Spirituality. Now, then science came around, and came, science came up with some more interesting answers. And at that point, religion started to get displaced. Science says mm-hmm. you are a product of biology and of random selection, and you come yeah. from this primordial pool of the earth, and you're not going anywhere. <laughs> So spirituality, on the other hand, says you've got to ask these questions, find out who you are. So in the East, if you go to Tibet or you go to a Buddhist monastery, one of the practices is to say, who am I? Mm-hmm. Keep repeating the question, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? They have a practice that's called not this, not that. So one of these practices, I'm not this, I'm not Alberto, I'm not a father. I do fathering. I have children. I'm not, I'm not and then you end up with, who am I? And then you start asking, who is it that's asking the question? Right. And until so you have a discovery of who you are. Where do I come from? Do I come from many incarnations in the past? Have I had many lifetimes in the past? Where am I going? And so it becomes an inquiry practice, so spirituality is about exploration it 's about discovery, and to do that, you need to have a brain that's healed. If your brain is full of mercury and mm-hmm. your bodys full of toxins you 're not going to be able to ask these questions because you're going to be working from a lower brain from okay. the limbic Neanderthal brain that is always angry, that never has enough that never gets enough love, that never gets enough acceptance, that never gets enough time or enough money. Mm. That's always afraid that lives in fear. And that's why fear becomes such a powerful tool for many governments that want to manipulate people. Yeah. Because they drop us back into this older brain that says, make me safe. Mm. So to be able to experience oneness, you need to be able to upgrade the brain. You got to get the mercury out of the brain. Mercury is a neurotoxin, and I bet you when you were little, you did what I did, which was when the thermometer broke. You ever play with the mercury when the thermometer broke in your hand? I've I've not
3: had the opportunity. (laughs)
2: Don't do it. Don't do it. It's very poisonous. (laughs) Remember, a thermometer would break, and I'd have the mercury in my hand. It's a it's a neurotoxin, Mm. and then I went to my dentist, and my dentist started putting mercury in my mouth my filling. Right. Mercury is a brain toxin. And then they put in our water, uh, you have fluoride in all the drinking water in America.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Fluoride has does not prevent cavities. There's no science behind it. Fluoride calcifies the pineal gland. And the pineal gland is associated with the seventh chakra and it's your communion with the divine. And if the pineal gland is calcified, you're not going to have an experience of oneness. Right. And this is part of how our, our system keeps people with, you know, having, from having spiritual experiences. And then we have a law that says that it's okay for you to drive to your local bar and mm. drink a whole bunch of liquor. And then when you drink a bunch of liquor, you want to get into a fight and drive home at 100 miles an hour. But it's illegal to smoke marijuana, for example. That's changing. When you smoke marijuana, you don't want to get into fights with people. You want to hug people. Yeah, you you smoke marijuana. You don't drive at 100 miles an hour. You drive at 10 miles an hour. You're going, wow, Did you see that tree over there? (laughs) But that's illegal. So we live in a society that keeps stimulating those ancient parts of the brain that keep us in fear, that keep us fighting and violent. And you cannot have a spiritual experience from that brain. You need oh, to have totally. to the higher order cortical neural networks in the higher brain, in the neocortex. And that brain does not run on sugars. The lower brain runs on sugars. That brain runs on the ketones, on the fats, on the good fats. Right. That brain won't work unless you get the mercury out of your brain. Mm-hmm. And a... because toxins like mercury, are stored in fat, and the Mm -hmm. brain is 60% fat. So we've been poisoned. We have been enrolled in an experiment that we did not sign up for, which is this chemical experiment that's happening in the world today. And in order for us to have this experience of oneness and spirituality, we need to detox. And that's why I grow a new body. The first half of the book is dedicated to detoxing your body, and the minute you do, the body will start to heal, repair, and upgrade. And then the neuronutrients, the superfoods, will let you wake up this higher brain centers that allow you to be in meditation. That's all that I do today is meditate. I don't meditate for ten minutes a day. I meditate twenty-four hours a day mm. because that's the communion experience. I'm not separate when my brain is healed.
3: Wow. So that's a big epiphany that I've definitely had because a lot of times we focus a lot on meditation or focusing inwards. But you mentioned that unless we take care or activate certain parts of our brain, we're not equipped. We don't have that toolkit to be able to have that commune with, you know, with the universe, right? Or that oneness. Now, I'm sure this is a question that everyone has on their mind right now because you've spoken about the pineal gland. So what is the relationship between the pineal gland and then these mystical experiences that people tend to have? And how does DMT factor
2: into all of this? <laughs> the juicy parts, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is very important. So remember, you cannot run the new software on the old hardware. Mm-hmm. You've got to upgrade the hardware. And, DM, and the pineal gland specifically helps to upgrade the hardware. So the pineal gland for most people living in America and drinking tap water is calcified mm. to a great degree, maybe 50%, maybe 60%. For some older people, 100%. And that's when you see older people that are simply going around angry. So my wife and I were at a restaurant a few weeks ago. We had just traveled to L.A. So we were a little jet lagged, gone from Miami to L.A. And the uh, and so we went to dinner early, 6 o'clock. And we went to this nice restaurant. We were looking around to see if Robert De Niro was there or anybody we knew. Just an old couple about four tables away. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that they were really angry with each other because they weren't talking And at one point he says to the woman, "Pass the salt." (laughs) And you could read between the lines that he said, "Pass the salt, you wench! You ruined my life." This is what happens when your pineal gland gets calcified. You become an angry old person. You stop having a new experience. You stop learning. You stop growing. So, how do we decalcify it? It will decalcify very quickly, but you've got to get water filter. Get a Brita water filter. Get any kind of water filter that filters out fluoride and a bunch of other toxins that are in the water. And put a whole house water filter up as well because you're absorbing that through your skin if you take a bath or a shower. We get more toxins through our skin in a shower than we do from the water we drink. Mm. So you gotta decalcify the pineal. And let me tell you what the pineal does. This is we know we associate it with the seventh chakra. Right, but the pineal does a process that is common throughout the body, which is called methylation. Okay. So methylation is to add a methyl ring to things. So we methylate all the time, and when one of the most common neurotransmitters is serotonin, mm-hmm. and serotonin, most of your serotonin is pr- and. Everything has it, plants have it, animals, horses, trees. Serotonin is an ancient, ancient neurotransmitter found in every life form and it's produced in your gut and it's produced by your gut flora. Mm-hmm. So if flora is not working properly, you're not producing enough serotonin. You're getting not getting enough of this neurotransmitter and serotonin is the neurotransmitter that says, ah, what a nice experience I had. Maybe I'll have another one next week, so if you don't have enough serotonin, then you're ending up in the grip of dopamine. Uh, dopamine is a neurotransmitter that says, "Man, what a great experience. I want another one right now. Uh, I want another cigarette. I want another it's the addiction. I want enough more cocaine. I more want more of this, I want more love, I want more money. And when you're in the grip of dopamine, you can never get enough. The serotonin is wow, I had a great experience. Maybe next week I'll have another meal like this. Serotonin is gonna get a little complicated here, but the formula for serotonin is 5HT. Five mm-hmm. H 5-H is hydroxy, which means water. Yeah. Tryptamine. Five hydroxy tryptamine. It's a tryptamine. So if when you have serotonin in your brain and you're not producing the stress molecules, so you're not producing adrenaline, you're not pumped up for fighting or cortisol for running, if you're, if you're not producing these stress molecules, your brain is at peace and the pineal gland will begin to methylate serotonin, which is a tryptamine. It'll add a methyl bond to it or two, and then you will end up with di dye. dye is two. Dimethyltryptamine, mm. DMT. And DMT is ayahuasca. DMT is a right. very powerful psychedelic. And the brain produces DMT when you sleep and you dream. That's why you can have the most amazing dreams in the world. And when you're dreaming them, they're perfectly natural. Yeah. You don't go, wow, well, what a weird dream I'm having right now. It's perfectly natural. Like last night I had a dream, I was riding a bicycle, top speed down Everest. Wow. And you, you know, that's kind of, that's crazy. Well, in the dream it felt perfectly natural and it was great fun because of the DMT. You produce it when you make love and you produce it when you die to help you make your way across to the world of spirit. But if your pineal is calcified, is broken, not only are you not producing dopamine, you're not able to sleep well, you're not able to regulate your hormones, you're not able to uh, find inner peace, because that's generated by the pineal gland produces the bliss molecules. Right. So this is really important, and you cannot have a spiritual experience if your pineal gland is calcified.
3: Got it, got it. So step one is to take into consideration that you're having or consuming foods or doing activities that are decalcifying the the gland, like you mentioned, get a filter, get a Brita filter so that you get good water, ensure that the water that you get for your shower also is good quality so that you're decalcifying your brain, you're staying away from the mercury so that you don't get that mercury poisoning. And uh, also ensuring that you're getting that good serotonin that will be conducive to creating that, you know, that oneness that everyone's uh, wanting to have. So I want to ask a question. I mean, you spoke about the couple at the restaurant the other day that you had seen, and you spoke about the influence of aging, what happens to people when they age. And you write about longevity in your book, right? So why do people age? Why do people
2: age? That's if you could answer that question, you would get a Nobel, <laughs> Nobel Prize. You <laughs> <laughs> know how people age, but we don't yeah. know why. Right, right, right. It's, uh, and why is such an important question. Yeah. This is the question that we need to be asking. In fact, when you go to your doctor, don't ask what. Mm. When you go to a doctor, you they ask, them, what do I have? It doesn't matter what you have. You want to ask, why do I have this? And when you ask why, you'll find that it's your diet, it's your lifestyle, it's how you love, how you forgive, yep. how you sleep, that these are absolute, why is essentially, is the critical question. Okay. So why, why we age is basically, it can be explained from a number of different perspectives. We were designed to live a very, very long time, minimally 120 years. Okay. But what keeps us, just from the machine perspective, just the machine was designed to go. If you take adequate care of it, you know. When I speak in Germany, I'm amazed because many of the men that I that come to my talks in Germany are more. Are, they take better car. You, they take better care of their cars than they do of their body and their brain. <laughs> they can tell you everything about their car, but they don't have the slightest idea how to protect their brain. Right. So the very first thing you need to do is to protect your brain. Because you don't want to live to be 100. And we're all going to live to be 100. All of us listening to the show. Mm-hmm. That's the, You know, if you if you are, if you're alive today, you'll live to be 100. Okay, but you don't. but you want to recognize your children. Mm. So you want to be able to, you know, if I'm preparing a budget to live to be 100. I'm going to see how much money do I need when I'm 100, and how much money do I need to have now, and what kind of return do I need to get? Yeah. Well, we need to do the same kind of planning for our health. Except right now, I'm going to be in a. I'm going to Mongolia in a couple of weeks ago on a high altitude trek for two weeks, Mm -hmm. and I know I need to work to work out for it. But when I'm 110, for me, the challenging thing might be to tie my shoelaces. Yeah. So how do I maintain the level of health and strength that I'm going to need to have a clear mind, be able to tie my shoes, go for a walk and play, you know, have one of my great grandkids run into me at full speed and not send me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So the key here is to, you want to get your health span to equal your lifespan.
3: Mm-hmm
2: this is the key, because you don't want to live the last 20 years in a wheelchair or in bed. And that depends. So the first thing is protect the brain. Yep. And the only way that you can prevent Alzheimer's is through your fork, is through what you put in your mouth, and the toxins you're exposed to, you got to clear the brain from the brain toxins, but you got to do it. Now, the minute you begin to have signs of forgetfulness, You already have too much of the amyloid plaque and the tau proteins building up in the brain. You want to do it now while the brain still has the ability to detox. So, for example, the brain will shrink by 20% every night. Okay. So that you can detox the brain. you have the cerebral spinal fluid takes toxins away and eliminates them. If you're not sleeping properly, you're not detoxing your brain. And so it's absolutely essential. You know, we know that there are neuronutrients, the brain nutrients that we don't get in our food anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you don't provide the brain with those nutrients, we know that if you take, for example, DHA, one of the omega three fatty acids that we used to get from fish, if you have a high level of DHA in your blood, that your risk for Alzheimer's goes down by 85%. Wow. And this costs a dollar a day. So we know how to prevent. And this is in my book and how to grow a new body. It starts with the brain.
3: Got it. Now you've written also that fasting can help, right? Fasting can help
2: with longevity. Absolutely. This is fasting is the new great big news. So fasting and cycling protein. So we'll cover both of these. If you fast for four days, you will reset your immune system. There's so many immune disorders right now. You fast for four days, drinking a lot of water. You'll reset 50% of your immune system and get rid of a lot of immune-related diseases. Mm -hmm. When you fast, you detox the brain, you detox the body. After three days, there's a huge detox process that's happening, but you need to get the liver working. Because the liver is like the master plumber. It doesn't matter how much you clean your house. If you can't get the plumbing to work, the liver needs to be given zinc, vitamin B12, magnesium, and it'll start working again and start eliminating waste. So the guys, otherwise, you begin to retox, to recycle. Mm. So these are important steps. And they're in my book, Ronu Body. But we need to do it today. We can't wait until we start getting sick because then the systems are too overloaded. And then you'll live to be 120 years old and have a smile on your face. All right. So thanks a lot for sharing, Dr.
3: Alberto. You've explained the concept that it's not just about living longer, but it's also about being healthy at that age of maybe 100 or 105, so that you're not just thinking about tying your shoelace, but you're going beyond that. So based on what you've shared today, what is that one action step that you'd like to share with our listeners and our audience? who is watching or listening to this episode right now?
2: Well, we already know the basics. We know you got to practice gratitude. You know that you have to uh, practice kindness, be compassionate. But I, the one action step that I would say is you've got to detoxify your brain because it's hard to be compassionate and grateful when you're angry and how you're feeling, the mood shifts and the mood swings that you're feeling are not psychological. They're the result of toxic exposure to and toxins in the brain that are creating psychological difficulties so address those you can do that we know how to do that today so you can run the higher order software that's available to all of us today
3: action tribe i hope you're enjoying today's session so far and remember if you're listening to this episode on the podcast you're missing on something by not watching this live so i invite you to join our next live stream that happens on our facebook page just like our facebook page and then you'll be able to get updates about our live streams that we host each and every saturday and before we move on let me ask you have you ever had a mystical experience? Have you ever experienced synchronicities like seeing the numbers 1111? Are you able to see a person's aura? Or are you able to sense and feel your seven chakras? If you can, that's amazing. But if you cannot yet, then I want to assure you, that's right, the person listening to this session right now, you have many superhuman dormant abilities within you right now that are waiting to be unlocked. It's all divine timing. But the very fact that you are listening to this episode right now means that you are now ready to accept your calling and take the next step towards embracing your multi-dimensional self and that's why i love ancient wisdom and enjoy learning about the important role that a shaman plays in the evolution of human consciousness because as the philosopher and writer terence mckenna once put the shaman has access to a superhuman dimension and a superhuman condition. And by being able to do that, he affirms the potential for transcendence in all people. So think about that for a minute. And with that, we now move on to the wisdom round. So the first question is, it's sort of like a rapid fire round, okay? So what is that best piece of advice that you have ever received?
2: Keep a smile on your face.
3: And if you could turn back time and spend one hour with somebody who is living or dead, who would it
2: be? It would probably be Isaac Newton. Wonderful, wonderful.
3: And what is it one thing that you do in the morning or maybe in the evening before you sleep that has really improved the quality of your life?
2: I tell my wife, I'm sorry. That's she great said, no, advice. Wrong. I said, well, just in case I did. <laughs> no, <laughs> the one, the one thing that we do is we get back
3: and if you could recommend one book for our listeners today what would that be
2: other than my books i would recommend a story waiting to pierce you a story waiting to pierce you got it so action tribe would you like to
3: receive a free book? Because Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their service. So, in case you want to get your own book, the book that we are discussing today, Grow a New Body, then go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book. That's my chakrascom forward slash free book and start listening to your own Audible. Alberto, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really, really amazing to connect with you and to learn thank all this you. wisdom and oh, stories that you've
2: shared with our listeners. You're most welcome. And good luck on your show. I, I love your show. It's beautiful where you're launching and I wish you the best. Thank you so much. What is that one thing that you're
3: grateful for and how can we get, find you online? If you can share that with us.
2: Yeah, my website is, uh, two websites, growanewbody.com or the 4 windscom 4 which is where we train our students in shamanic energy medicine. And many people are feeling the call today to become healers, to get the kind of training they need so that they can heal themselves and offer that to others in a time when the world is very sick.
3: Action Tribe, if you've listened so far, if you've listened Till here, Still It means that you are a true action taker and that you've really enjoyed today's episode. Now, if you've experienced a shift, if you've learned something new, if you feel better, if you've experienced an epiphany or a realization, then please support our podcast. I have recently created a donate button. So choose your favorite number and donate to our movement so that we can create better and more episodes for you. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash support. Seven is a word, my 7 chakras dot com forward slash support. Now, if you're on Instagram, and I know that many of you are, so take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and tag me on Instagram so that I can share your story with our community. My handle is at my seven chakras. Again, seven is a word, so that's at my seven chakras. And finally, if you've got a question, a comment, an observation, some feedback, or an experience that you'd like to share with me about today's episode, then write to me at aj at my seven chakrascom dot com. That's aj at my seven chakras. So Alberto, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about how to grow a new body and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank
2: you so much and good luck to you. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chocolates at my 7 that is My S-E-V-E-N, Chakras.com.